Welcome to Season 7 of Retrain Your Brain with me, Chartered Psychologist Dr. Audrey Tang. It's the show where being mentally healthy is not simply about just being able to cope, but also being able to thrive. And I'm going to give you the tools to get there. The sun is out, the sky is blue, and there's not much longer left until I can see you. We're nearly there. Just a few more weeks and that quick coffee in the garden, which is still better than nothing, can turn to that cosy sense of being able to sit down and relax again in each other's company. So how do we keep our mojo strong so that we emerge from lockdown with a sense of hope and positivity for the good times ahead? Well, try these top 10 tips. Number one, begin to explore and set your goals for the second half of the year. While you may be tentative because our recent experience really is anything can change, having a focus with some flexibility or alternatives means you have something to work for, to look forward to, and perhaps even enjoy the journey of doing. Try writing down your aims, breaking those goals down into smaller steps and deciding which one you can start right now. Two, cherish the positive influence surrounding you. And these are those good friends, the supportive colleagues, the opportunities that you've had, and those that still continue right now. It's not simply only about writing them down in a gratitude journal, but really think about what or who got you through lockdown. Actively appreciate their efforts, maybe by offering some in return. Perhaps you could arrange a date night without distractions. Or just drop them a line saying, I'm thinking of you. And a handwritten note can be just as special, if not more. Also, work on your own self-growth so that you are the best you can be when you're called to action. Especially for them, if you haven't already volunteered it yourself. We do our best for others by looking after ourselves. So no matter how small... Perhaps do one thing to nurture yourself today as well. Related to this for number three is when it comes to effective self-care, work out your yin and yang of pleasure. Recognise when you're enjoying something. Decide if that activity energises you, which is the yang, or relaxes you, which is the yin. And then decide which you need. Remember, when you're down, you may actually benefit more from an energizer. And when you're feeling overwhelmed, then a relaxer may be most effective. Then simply pick from the list of the things you know you enjoy. Habitually, you may hear self-care and just think spa day or meditate. But whatever energizes or relaxes you the best at the time you need it is always going to be the most effective thing for you. Being consciously aware of it means you get there faster. So work this out now and then as your commitments grow, as lockdown lifts, you know what will give you energy or calm. And then you can embrace those extra commitments and even thrive with them. Number four, remember your physical health can affect your mental well-being. Eat, sleep and exercise well. Overindulgence simply results in feeling guilty and perhaps excess weight. And that can lead to a cycle of negativity that benefits no one. Conversely, undereating or a lack of sleep can result in an inability to focus or feelings of anxiety, which in turn can hold us back. 
Getting out daily while suitably dressed for the changeable weather can help you get more vitamin D, which increases feelings of happiness and counters those things such as seasonal affective disorder, which actually a lot of us have been experiencing during the pandemic. And the biophilic nature of humans means the outdoors is rejuvenating. Number five. Remember that emotions are instinctive, but simply choose your response. This last year will have brought a multitude of emotion, positive and negative. Be mindful that emotions evolve to keep us safe. Feeling them, especially the negative ones, are just a warning light, like our petrol indicator. It's that something needs to be dealt with, but that's a feeling. What you do and when you do it is a chosen conscious response. So. Try this if you feel your emotions are becoming overwhelming. A. Recognise the trigger situations or events and note that emotional reaction. B. Write down a statement or activity that will help you regain balance when a negative emotion throws you off kilter. For example, listen to a positive TED talk or repeat the affirmation, even if I can't control anything else, I can control my breathing. Or have a cup of tea. And C. Use that list to enable you to choose an effective behavior or at least an effective moment to press pause rather than let an emotional reaction run away with you. This keeps you empowered and in control of your actions. Number six is my favorite, but it's very difficult to do. Keep a mental social distance. Ask yourself before taking something on, is this really my responsibility? You cannot save people from themselves. Of course, if it's within your power, you could signpost them. You could be there should they need a cheerleader. But solving their problems actually can stop you from working on your own and can teach them to become dependent on you rather than empowered beings. So try asking, how could I best help you? Or what would you like me to do? Or what have you tried? Or what are you trying to achieve? These questions offer support because then you can more effectively target your response, but also it returns the power back to the person asking. And then you can channel the saved energy from not getting involved in their psychodramas into your own goals. Number seven, make time offline. Switch off, go out to the garden or at least open a window. Get some time away from the glare of the screen and all the lighting that you might be using for your on-camera look. Then take a moment to be informally mindful. Listen to the birds. Feel the warmth of the sun. Breathe deeply. Read a book rather than a download. Sing, draw, do something away from a screen. Enjoy a cup of tea or beverage of your choice. Really enjoy it. And even... Use an eye mask to get some rest. Just because in principle being online means we don't physically have to go from A to B. If you don't allow yourself the space to do that mentally, all the efficiency you believe you're saving will soon be spent. And soon people are going to be seeing the real you anyway, which is much nicer than the soft focus filter version. So put at least the same amount of effort into yourself in real life. Number eight, remember it's okay to edit your life. 
Your friendships may have changed during lockdown. It's not uncommon for people to admit that the pandemic revealed a range of reactions and behaviours in others where they're now less sure whether they really want to maintain some old ties. So how do you let the right ones in? Try this and this is an exercise I love. Write down the names of three to five people you love having in your life. Write down the things you value about them and work every single day to demonstrate those values yourself. Often, albeit unconsciously, we teach people how to treat us. So if you're surrounded by takers, you might need to ask why you're giving so much to people who don't appreciate you. You might recognize that generosity is a trait you love, but perhaps what is a value of the person you admire is that they are discerning with their gifting or they're appreciative when they receive something. You too can work on being those things. And then opt to spend more time with the people whose names you mentioned. You might then find that the more exhausting ones are squeezed out or you have a little more energy to manage them, but also tell those people, tell those people you value that you value them. Don't simply expect them to know, let them know. Number nine, maintain the routines you've already got in place. Because if you've already got a routine, perhaps a fitness one, then trying to fit it around the working day prior to returning to work can actually help you when it comes to going back to that commute or going back to that office time. And if you don't have a routine that will currently fit, start making those changes bit by bit. It's like setting your watch to the time zone you're traveling to. Just start preparing for it now. And if you're worried about having to make up excuses to incorporate your well-being rituals, consider being honest with people and explaining what you're doing. I am taking time out for my mental health in the same way as I take time out for my physical health. You might even inspire them. And finally, reflect on the little wins of the year. Perhaps you didn't achieve the big goals you'd set, but maybe you got to see some milestones that you might have missed. Perhaps you saw your children stand up or learn to walk. Perhaps you had good intentions to learn to play the guitar, but instead you managed to contribute to your community through volunteering. Recognise the gains as well as, of course, respecting any losses. And finally, here is a secret bonus tip, and this is known as the ideal me exercise. If you've had time this year to reflect and make changes you'd like to maintain, be clear on who that ideal you is and what your ideal life is like. And then keep that motivation going by consciously making sure that every behavior you choose is one that leads you towards your ideal rather than away from it. And that's all we have time for today. But you can continue your wellness journey with my YouTube channel, Dr. Audrey Tang, Tools to Thrive, or with my books and articles on my website, www.draudreyt.com, or tune in to NLive Radio 106.9 FM on Tuesday nights at 9pm for the Wellbeing Lounge.